0: COVID-19 inequalities, when is support a political stunt? 2020, it's difficult to know where to start in what has been an extremely challenging time for this country. The challenges have affected some people more harshly than others. So much that the United Nations Children's Fund collaborated with Food Power to provide community-based organizations and similar groups grants to help prevent food poverty. In response to this, leader of the House of Commons, Jacob Rees-Mogg, argued, I think it's a real scandal that UNICEF should be playing politics in this way, when it's meant to be looking after people in the poorest, the most deprived countries in the world, where people are starving, where there are famines, and where there are civil wars that make cheap political points of this, giving, I think, £25,000 to one council. It is a political stunt. Are UNICEF playing a political stunt? The UK has the sixth greatest global domestic product, meaning their monetary measure of its goods and services holds great global power. UNICEF support other UK based programmes such as the Baby Friendly Initiative, the Rights Respecting Schools Award and Child Friendly Cities and Communities, which have not come under the similar criticism. It could be argued that Jacob Rees-Mogg does not care about those that are impacted by COVID-19 because they are in a different class to him. Additionally, Jacob Rees-Mogg has a voting record that suggests that he could be against many equality and human rights issues that affect the very people he's supposed to represent. He is documented to have voted against making it illegal to discriminate based on caste. He voted not to permit same-sex marriage in Northern Ireland And he voted not to legalise abortion in certain circumstances in Northern Ireland. The impact that COVID-19 has had on so many people suggests that UNICEF are correct in providing additional support to feed those facing the effects of poverty. What does poverty mean? According to Joseph Rowntree Foundation, they list them as these. Relative income poverty, where households have less than 60% of contemporary median income. Absolute income poverty, where households have less than 60% of medium income in 2010-11 to operated by inflation. And destitution, where you can't afford basics such as shelter, heating and clothing. Families of already felt the effects of a decade of health inequality through austerity measures under a Conservative government, with the Marmot review 10 years on summarising, rates of child poverty, a critical measure for early child development, have increased since 2010 and are now back to their pre-2010 levels, with over 4 million children affected. The COVID-19 pandemic has also affected unemployment levels with them steadily rising month on month since March 2020. Unemployment is currently its highest since July 2016 at 4.9%. Due to the impact of government restrictions forcing many businesses to close, redundancies are currently a record high at 370,000. This suggests that there are many new people not only in poverty but also in destitution. This has impacted services such as food banks, which have forecasted a 61% increase in food parcels between October and December, with half of those using food banks never accessing them before. The current state of food poverty has affected so many that footballer Marcus Rashford started a child food poverty task force to form a coalition with charities and food businesses to provide aid for children facing food poverty. This caused reactions from politicians such as Kevin Hollinrake MP, who tweeted, where they can, it's a parent's job to feed their children. Kevin is correct, but when someone questions why it takes a celebrity endorsement to support those in need and he responds this way, he forgets the clear message in the Working Together to Safeguard Children guide, which simply states, safeguarding is everyone's responsibility. Furthermore, the Children Act 1989, Section 17, 1A,B clearly states it shall be the general duty of the local authority, in addition to other duties imposed on them in this part, a. to safeguard and promote the welfare of children within their area who are in need, and b. so far as consistent with that duty to promote the upbringing of such children by their families, The welfare of children should always be of paramount consideration, so comments such as Kevin Holling-Rakes creates further division rather than a community cohesion, which is going to be crucial for families facing poverty at no fault of their own. COVID-19 has highlighted that inequality and socio-economic conditions could be a contributing factor to infection rates and unfortunately mortality, which affects different groups. Living in an area of higher deprivation in poor living conditions leaves higher mortality rates. During austerity measures, housing conditions had already deteriorated over a decade, so life expectancy can be assumed to be a further risk with Marmat et al. stating Overcrowded living conditions and poor quality housing are associated with higher risks of mortality from COVID-19 and these are more likely to be in deprived areas and inhibited by people with lower incomes. Furthermore, although the virus cannot be racist, black, Asian, and minority groups have higher mortality rates. The Office of National Statistics states, Males of black African ethnic background had the highest rate of death involved with COVID-19, 2.7 times higher than males of white ethnic background. This could suggest that not only are these groups living in areas of higher poverty, but also exposed to occupations, placing them at further risk of contracting the virus without appropriate personal protective equipment. Afro-Hirsch concurs highlighting the NHS has always been heavily dependent on ethnic minority staff who today make up more than 40% of its medical workforce. Could this be evidence of racial and class-based discrimination? Marmot et al agree and argue these risk factors are a result of long-standing inequalities and structural racism. So, when UNICEF and other humanitarian groups that provide aid are accused of making cheap political stunts, it could be argued that these views are acts of insecurity by those in positions of power that are failing to keep UK citizens' needs at the heart of their decision-making. Thank you very much for listening. This is Dwayne Phillips.